I have worked with a lot of people, especially in my masterminds where my women's decided to turn mastermind over the years. A lot of people have said that they've wanted to do things. And, you know, it's a lot less hands-on with me. They still get one-on-one calls with me. They're definitely leaving the masterminds more confident. But yeah, like, I mean, just like every program, even the masterminds that I personally was in, I could go back to one of the very first masterminds I joined, like an in-person one. And I'd say there's 50 people in the room. I bet you maybe 10, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 are still doing the thing. Because it's it's not supposed to be super easy, but if you keep showing up, it's going to work. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. So today is a very cool episode. It is part of our client file series. We are doing a five-part series where my clients, either past or current, are interviewing me. It is an ask anything situation where they are asking me questions that are both personal and professional. Like I said, this is a five-part series. This is one of the podcasts, and I would encourage you to listen to all five parts. We are releasing these in the fall of 2022. So whether you're listening to them live this fall or you're listening to them in the future, be sure to check out all five parts because all of my clients have a very different perspective. They're all with me for very different reasons and they've all asked extremely different questions that I think you would be very interested in learning not only about me, but them and the coaching experience. So I hope you enjoy one of these podcast client series recordings. Oh my gosh, you guys, it is another client files that I'm so excited today because I know so many of you do know, but there's a ton of you who don't know. I also work one-on-one with men. And so I was so grateful when my client, John said, hell yeah, I'll do this. Uh, John Mitchell is joining me today. He is going to interview me. He is the founder of Zateo Coffee here in Arkansas. And I don't have any idea what he's going to be asking me today, but I I'm here for all of it. John is such a treat, such a gift. And so thank you for doing this. Absolutely. I'm honored that, that I have the opportunity to do it. This is oh, fun. I'm so excited. Um, the, mic, the mic is now yours. Interview away, my love. Okay. So be honest. Are you nervous about these questions? No. I can <laughs> handle anything. No. I know. That, that's what you said. And you're the, you're the confidence coach, right? So of course you're not nervous. But I sent you, I sent you uh, so the audience knows, like I sent you a, a blurry list of questions yesterday. I was trying to make you nervous and build up the anticipation. 
I know. And I even said to you, I'm like, I've kind of got a head cold right now. I was like, maybe I'm an idiot, but are these blurred out? And you're like, yes, it was a joke. I was like, oh, fuck my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You thought you were losing it a little bit. All right. I was like, oh gosh. So we'll dive into this. I've been looking forward to this. I think this is so fun. I love doing podcast type stuff. So like these conversations are super fun to me. And I mean, I think it's a great way to like for people to get to know you a little bit better. Right. Cause like, I, I mean, we, we do, for those that don't know, like we live in the same town. And so like, I've known of you, uh, for a while, like we've run in not the same circles, but like kind of passing circles and all that. So, um, but I know that there's like always questions that people have, right? Like, what are these people really like? Or like, what's their life really like? Or what are the things they struggle with? That kind of stuff. So yeah, this is, this I, is, this that's the reason why we're doing this. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Like you, obviously we've worked together for a long time now, but like, you don't know everything there is to know about me. I don't know everything there is to know about you. And that's the reason why we're doing this whole series with like, you know, I think there's five or six of my clients that we're doing because I think it's so interesting. I don't know everything there is to know about my coach. And so I was like, oh my gosh, such a great idea. So yes, yeah. let's do awesome. That. All right. So let's dive in. We'll dive into the first one. So you're in the self-development space, right? You're in the coaching space, self-improvement, whatever, however people want to label it. So like, what do you think is the biggest lie being told or sold, if you will, in this space that you're in? Oh my gosh. You and I have talked about this on our calls so often is that like everyone else knows what they're doing. Everyone else has it all together, that there's going to be like this magical thing that happens. There's a pot of gold. Everyone's making so much money. Everyone knows what they're doing. No one has any problems. It's not hard. That's the one thing, even though my coach has told me now, I'm not allowed to say I work hard because that is like a definitely a mindset thing for me, because I think it's because I grew up and I know a lot of people did, and you're probably very similar, um, is that like, you have to work hard, like hard work is a good thing. And I definitely value myself on that. So like, I'm trying to get away from that because, you know, just like everything, there's a pendulum, like too woo woo, too masculine, too like work hard, never let any flow in. And so I try to be a little bit of both, but yeah, like, I mean, I think that a lot of times right now in our space, it's just that everyone's got their shit together. Everyone knows what they're doing. There's no hard work. Everyone makes millions and millions of dollars and there was no foundation to it and all of that kind of stuff. It just, it pisses me off so much. No, I a hundred percent think that you're right. And I think that that's the kind of stuff that sells on Instagram and TikTok, right? It's what makes people buy stuff. Um, but it also sets them up for a whole lot of frustration and disappointment you know, when they realize like, it's not true. And we talked about this recently, right? That like, there's this far off place that we all have in our minds that like, is going to be, you know, the place where we feel like the Zen experience and are going to be totally happy. And, you know, these people we see online, they, they must live that way. And, it, you know, and it's just not a real thing. Well, I actually want to talk about that for a second too, because I want everyone to know who you are and like why, you know, you hired me and how, what our relationship, like our coaching relationship looks like and all the things, because it's so interesting. You even sent me a message one day as your coach, you even sent me a message one day and you're like, what you and Nathan actually like it, everything's not perfect. Like it's hard for him. And, you know, most people in our town know that my husband is somewhat successful and, you know, and I'm successful or whatever you want to, you know, call it. But at the same time too, it's like, oh my God, he still has problems. Oh my God, he still wants to quit. So I, I, I'd love for us to kind of talk on that, but like 
so yeah, like tell everyone who you are and what you do and the reason why we work together and all the things. Yeah. Well, I don't want to like, I don't want to forget to say that that is comforting. Like when I, when you learn, when I learn that about you and, and Nathan even like it, it's, it's comforting somewhere, like as a business owner and as someone that is probably achievement driven and, you know, has like a score scoreboard in the back of my head somewhere. Um, it's comforting to know that these people that I look at externally look at and think like they must be killing it. Like they're probably doing really well. Like yes and no. I mean, they still have struggles and it makes you realize you're not alone and you're not doing it wrong, whatever it is, right? You're not doing it wrong. So who am I? I mean, I, uh, I own a specialty coffee shop. Um, like you said, Zateo coffee, uh, in our town in Arkansas, um, we're about to celebrate our seventh, uh, anniversary as a business. And, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've had multiple locations. Uh, we started roasting, we started consulting, we started, you know, these, uh, these different like streams of, of revenue, I guess. Um, cause I like to create, like I, I've learned that about myself. I like to build, I like to launch, I like to create. Um, and so, I mean, in a, in a very small nutshell, like that's my, that's what I do is like, I'm in the coffee industry, but I, what I love is the, the business creation world. Right. Um, and so that's why you're about to launch your coffee, mobile coffee course. You guys, this is the coolest thing ever because John has allowed this to kind of be on the back burner for the last couple of years. But obviously, you know, me, my job is to hold you fucking accountable. So this is becoming a reality. So uh, tell everyone, obviously, like, it's great. You've had these, these stores for seven years. But one of the things that you said, if you would have started this from the beginning, so perhaps you're someone and share this episode with someone if they if they've been thinking about a coffee shop. So tell everyone this story, because I think this is very, very important. Yeah. My, so my why behind the co- the coffee course. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I've been in the retail space for almost seven years. So the brick and mortar, we have cafes that people can walk into. Right. And that's most people's dream. Like that's, there's this very romantic, sexy idea of like what it's like to own your own cafe. And it must be so cool to like, you know, walk in and, and see a beautiful coffee shop and smell the smells and hear this, you know, the cool music and whatever. And there is some like, magic to that but that magic goes away very fast (laughs) um because there's a whole lot that nobody thinks about when it when it comes to like owning and running a retail business right like you know there's operating hours that customers expect you to to stick to there's there's leases and like rent that has to be paid every single month and people like to get paid you know like your employees want to get paid and there's constant uh inventory and supplies and things that have to be bought so there's like lots of money that goes out you know a lot of people look at people that uh, from the outside looking in that own businesses and think like, oh, their life must be magical. And like, you know, they must just be killing it. And it's like, I mean, just like what we just said, when you yes. looked at my life and Nathan's life. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's like, no, there's like a lot of work and there's a lot of grueling days and like a lot of frustrations and anxieties that may not go away, you know? So, okay. I don't want to get off track, but like, um, part of our business is that we have a mobile espresso setup. So we take basically a scaled down version of what we do in our shop and we take it to events. So weddings, um, college events. I mean, we've been to sorority houses before with this thing. We'll go to schools and serve teachers. I mean, really anywhere where there's people, 
that want to drink really good coffee. And we have some non-coffee drinks on our bar as well. But we take basically the coffee shop to them, to their event, to their space, and we set it up and we serve them. And we've found that that is an amazing part of our business because it has got very low overhead. Um, the profits are really good because we charge a good amount of money for these events. Like we don't go out and just sell by the drink, right? We don't do that. Um, there, you could do that with this bar, but we found that it's best to, to charge an upfront flat fee. And then we go and serve for a couple of hours, like unlimited drinks. So we get paid for 99% of the events before we ever show up. And so, um, the profit margin on that is really great. Um, we're not paying rent or utilities on any of these spaces. So our overhead is very low. It's a marketing opportunity when we have this bar out in the field because we're showing our brand and people are like learning about us and maybe visiting the store. So that's great. Um, and then we have total flexibility and freedom of our time because we get to say yes and no to things and we show up and we serve and then we leave. And so we found that this is like a really sweet model to make the most that we can and like still maintain the most freedom in our time and, and all of that. So and it's so really now cool. you've created a course to help people do this on their own. And I mean, Absolutely. it's so brilliant. So if you've ever, so if you are, and then we'll get back on track for the podcast, but, but if you or anyone else has ever thought about owning a cafe, perhaps the mobile coffee bar, you can make some friggin' Jack and keep your time, which is time and money are the two greatest things ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to like talk about that and share it. I know that's not like what we're here to talk about, but. But follow <laughs> John, you. if you're interested yeah. in this, I mean, literally John has a course right now that we're in the beginning of launching it where literally from nothing, no idea about a coffee shop to making your first dollar and what could possibly be if you hustle it hundreds of thousands of dollars with a mobile coffee bar is insane. Yeah. So uh, connect with John if you're interested in that. Yeah. And I want to thank you for like, and I mean, we can tie this back into coaching, right? Because like, I, like I told you, I've been kicking this idea down the street for two or three years, quite honestly, it's kind of embarrassing to say this, but you know, I've done a lot of like, and I'm using air quotes here, planning work and like strategizing and all that to put this course together. But I think it takes like a coach. It takes accountability. It takes someone that's like giving you like deadlines and timelines and saying, by the time we meet next, you need to have done these things by the time we meet next time, do these things, you know, like that's important. Um, because if you're trying to do things by yourself, like you get lost or I, or I know I do, like I get lost in like all the to-do lists and being too far out into the future and trying to figure out all the details of the things. And a coach can like really help bring you back to the present moment and say, no, like do this one thing. Yes. To like move the needle, to move you like this much closer to what your goal is, right? Yes. And that's what you've helped me do is just giving me that push, that those timelines, that accountability. Cause I know I'm gonna have to meet with you again next week and be like, did I do this or did I not? Like I'm gonna have to answer for what I did or didn't do. And um, so that's been super helpful. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad, I'm glad that we talked about that because yes, it does, you know, come back to like, what do actually the coach and the client do? But, um, I do want people to know that, yeah, this it, it's, there's always a way to, yes, there's always a way to make money. And it's really cool that you have now created something that's going to help people make like 
actually like when we ran the numbers on how much fucking money the mobile <laughs> coffee bar does versus a brick and mortar, it's insanity. So um, yeah. yeah thank well, you. And, and the most important thing to me is like, you get to main, I get to maintain my freedom. Yes. Freedom is such an important thing to me. Amen. Right. And so it, it's kind of like you say, it gives me both and. Yeah. Right. I get to make money. I get to like be in an industry like coffee, which is fun and all that. And I get to like maintain freedom and say so over like what I do when I do it. And that's what I want to help people do. Okay. So enough about me. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, okay. Next question. Um, so was there a time during your journey um, to the life that you live right now and the business that you have that you thought maybe I took the wrong path? Like, I'm not sure this is going to pan out or work out. Um, was there ever a time like in the beginning where you went through some of those? And if so, how did you, how did you deal with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the beginning of starting anything, it always feels like, is this possible? Even with your coffee course, you know, we kind of talk about that. It's like, is it going to work? Are people going to buy it? Fucking of course they are, because you're just going to keep showing up to it. And I think like, obviously I, I work with confidence, you know, confidence is the thing. It's the number one thing. I think I just kept showing up when it was hard, you know, even on one of our coaching calls, I was talking about like, we're, we're selling something right now. And it's like, I, my magic power, if I have one, is that like, I just keep showing up. Like, I'll just keep moving forward. I'll keep doing the hard thing. I'll keep taking the action. I'll keep reaching out. And so it's like the more that I kept doing that, even when I didn't think it was working, quote unquote, working it was always moving me forward. And now I have like zero doubts in my brain that it'll not work because it's working. But if I just keep showing up, I know that it'll work. Like there's always a way to yes. There's always a way to figure it out. And I love what I get to do. Like I literally just love what I get to do. So it's like, if this is the only thing that I do forever, then I'm going to be so happy. Like I'm not telling you that there's not bad days. Obviously right now you can tell I have a cold, you know, there's some things that I'd rather be sitting on the couch, you know, a couple days a week or whatever. But overall, I really, really like what I get to do. And overall, I could do this for a very, very long period of time. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. Very cool. So, I mean, like the the message is just like, keep showing up, like yes. just keep believing and putting in the work. 90% of people quit. Like I have worked with a lot of people, especially in my masterminds where p women, um, my master, my women's decided to turn mastermind over the years. A lot of people have said that they've wanted to do things and, you know, it's a lot less hands-on with me. They still get one-on-one -on -one calls with me. They're definitely leaving the masterminds more confident, but yeah, like, I mean, just like every program, even the masterminds that I personally was in, I could go back to one of the very first masterminds I joined like an in-person one. And I'd say there's 50 people in the room. I bet you maybe 10, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 are still doing the thing because it's, it's not supposed to be super easy, but if you keep showing up, it's going to work. Like mm -hmm. you just have to keep showing up and, and way too many people quit before they do it. And I was even having this conversation with one of my clients this morning on one of our coaching calls was the fact that like, most people are so afraid to get step out of their box. You know, my client's making a massive change in 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 career path right now. She's literally taking a couple hundred thousand, multiple couple hundred thousand dollar loss to go from one industry to another industry. But 
in the future, the upside's going to be huge. And so many people are just like, I can't believe you're walking away from like a million dollar salary. I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you're doing this. And like, yeah, it's scary, but like also too, like, how are you ever going to get to the next level if you don't take those scary moves? So many people stay stuck in what they're doing for 20 years, 50 years. It's even like marriages and relationships and all the things. People stay stuck because they're like, oh, it's too hard to do something else. But like life, the one thing that I just always come back to is life is so fucking short. It is so unbelievably short. I don't know why I know this, but I know it like to my core. And I never want to not do something or never not take that risk or or like get to that next level just because I'm afraid. Well, if you're not afraid in some regards, you're probably stuck in something you don't want to do. Yeah. Now, I, I would like co-sign with what you're saying. And that's been my experience in the things I've created is just keep moving forward, like keep doing the work and eventually it will pan out like it, it will work. And what what's funny and maddening is like, I have to be reminded I've lived this. I've lived the like go from idea to actual like manifestation of this idea and this dream. And no matter how many times that happens, I still have to be reminded <laughs> that like, John, you just have to keep doing the work. Like you have to keep showing up, keep moving forward um, and continuing to believe. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you're right. Like 90 plus percent of people don't do anything because they either don't believe or they're just, they don't keep doing the work, like trying for a week or trying for a month of doing something and then quitting when it doesn't pan out is not. Well, that's exactly it. Like that's what happens though. Even this online space, it's so bizarre to me where like, and our online space has fucked everyone's head up. I was just doing a call with a woman the other day. She's like, well, I want to be making 300,000. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I, and I will be the first person to tell you, I do not profit $300,000. We break in more than that, but we do not profit. She's like, well, I want to be making $300,000 profit. And I was like, okay, cool. It's totally possible. But yeah. like, not after a fucking week. Well, like, understand, you know? understand the work that it's going to take. Have proper expectations. Yeah. Like, yes, there's certain things. Like there's a, a 0.2% of people that may do that right off the bat. But like, overall, it's going to take showing up when it's hard. It's going to sh showing up when you're not like <laughs> when you don't know what you're doing, it's going to take, you know, creating policies, procedures and all the things. But like most people quit when they like the number one thing that gets me all the time is when people are like, well, I've already invested in my business. I'm like, okay, cool. How much have you invested in? Well, I have, I've spent $5,000 and I have been showing up, you know, quote unquote, posting like three times a week. I've been showing up for six months. I'm like, yeah. and take this, like, I'm not, I don't mean this, but I'm like, bitch, please. Like, bitch, please. Like, <laughs> you know, as an owner of a coffee shop, like a brick and mortar coffee shop, mm -hmm. you had to go and take a loan at a bank. And like, I'm going to say within the first week of you guys fucking being open or the first six months of you guys being open, you didn't pay back that whole entire loan. And it probably took more than $5,000. Well, like, I'll tell you this. It wasn't even that easy. I couldn't go get a bank loan. So we had to be creative and figure it out. But that's another conversation. But that's, but, but that's You're always going to run into obstacles. It's always going to be harder than you think. Yes. But, and then so many people quit. Like yeah. people look at my business right now and be go, oh, it must be so fucking nice. 
bitch, did you see what I had to accomplish in the first six years? Just like your business, like anyone else's business. But the online space makes us feel like it's as easy as slapping up a few fucking posts and like literally spending $2,000. No, I invested for the first two years of my business. And I know I've said this before on the podcast, but for the first two years in my business, I lost way more money than I ever fucking made. Period. So what made you continue to keep going? Like, what was it that, I mean, 24 months, two years, 24 months, Yep. you know, what made you keep doing it? I love when I get to, like, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew if I knew that I could help people. I knew it. Like I just fucking knew it because I helped myself. And I, and there was like little wins along the way, obviously. Like there was people who like, you know, when you get paid your, you and I were even talking about it. I'm like, do you know how much money you've made? Like you made an extra $20,000 just like out of air that you never expected in the last couple of weeks. And yet I, I kept getting like little tiny wins, but I think most of us think about these big picture and it's not enough. Like I was spending more than I was making, but I was still making something, but yeah. I was so, I was so motivated to do what I was doing. And plus I will say that like, I do think one of my secret weapons is that I'm just really competitive. I know you are as well. So like, I'm really competitive. I'm very consistent. Like I've talked about this on this podcast before. Like, I think those things are important. Like I just don't quit. Like I have a very hard time quitting sometimes to a detriment, but I just kept showing up. I knew I I knew I could help. I knew it would work. So like, it's kind of like you said, like if you just keep moving forward, it's going to work. Sometimes it's not in your time. Sometimes you'll pivot. Sometimes things change and that's okay. But you, you can't just expect that it's going to happen overnight. Hey, ladies, pay attention. It is Christina. I am so excited to announce that the waitlist is finally open for the Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. This is a mastermind that I've been doing for over six years and served hundreds of women, helping them step into their purpose, decide it is their turn to live a life that they're absolutely obsessed with, not only be obsessed with it, but make a profit. You do not have to have a business, but you have to be ready to decide it is your turn for an absolutely magical life. When you put your name on this waitlist, you are going to be the very first one to be notified when you can sign up. Plus there's a huge signing bonus when you do sign up and you get on that waitlist. The only people who get the discount are those who are on the waitlist. So do not hesitate. Get on that list right now. We will sell out. The mastermind starts in January. The Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. Find the link in my bio. Head on over to Instagram. Text me the word mastermind to 501-222-3362 and I'll send you all the information, get you on that wait list. You're gonna save money. You're gonna decide it is your turn to live your absolute best life. Well, I, want, I think there's some important nuggets I like. want to make sure listeners um, like grab onto what you're saying is like, what I'm hearing is it wasn't like a dollar amount that you were like necessarily going after that like told you like, oh, you're successful now or you've made it. Like there was, you enjoyed, you enjoyed what you were doing and you had like little wins along the way that kind of kept you motivated that kept you moving forward and inspired, right? That gave that like kind of gave you that hope that like, okay, I, this is, I am picking up momentum. There is success happening um, before it like sort of, 
maybe felt easier or felt more abundant. Yeah. Like I would, I would venture to say like now you feel like there's more abundance of business and like, oh, totally. you, like a rhythm going that wasn't there in the beginning. Absolutely. It's kind of like the business flywheel. So my husband introduced me to the concept and I, it's a, I'm sure it's in a ton of books, but it's like the flywheel, right? So like getting that wheel started is a son of a bitch. We all know that like getting something to move is really hard in the beginning. If you picture like a flywheel, like I know you can't see me right now, but like it's a wheel, right? And like when you push it, it's really, 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 really hard in the beginning. But once it gets moving, it becomes easier and easier and easier. Like I have showed up so consistently for the last six something years that like it's getting easier to push because people like people get to know us more. We have more testimonials. We have more clients. We have more podcasts. But in the beginning, moving that son of a bitch was hard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. Okay. So you've heard um, the saying new levels, new devils, right? Yes. So what are some of the challenges, mental barriers, things that someone at your level um, has to work through and battle through that like come with like the new levels that you've attained? Yeah. I think for me personally, like as crazy as this sounds like in one breath, I'm always like, okay, we have to like continue to fill our programs and continue to do our things. But like, I will literally have a dream like the next day that I'm like, so fucking full. I don't know what I'm going to do to put where I'm going to do, like where I'm going to put people. Like, it's just both of the, and I'm kind of in that position right now, like now through the end of the year, like I literally am not taking one more fucking person. Like I, my coach will punch me. My assistant will punch me. Everyone will punch me. My husband will punch me. I just don't have time, but you know, like, but it's kind of like that, that thing of like, do I, I, I'm okay with helping just the amount of people that I'm helping, but then also too, am I fucking those people that want to work with me? And you know, it's a, just a different way. And we've got to figure out a different way. I mean, more money, more money actually comes with more problems. You know, I know that's kind of sounds really like what kind, like what kind of problems? Like, okay. Taxes stuff. You know, I'm so lucky that my husband has multiple companies. He probably has 50 LLCs. But, you know, like there was certain, like I got a tax bill the other day for like, I don't know, $2,800 just for them processing the fucking taxes. I'm like, dear God, like what the fuck? What's this? And is, is there more of these bills? Like I called my accountant. I was like, okay, so is this the biggest one for the year? Like, just like that is a, is a problem too. Like, that's just something that, you know, that you have the, to think about. The admin side of just doing more things. Yeah, yeah. Doing more things, more systems. Like I never, and I will say that this is definitely like, it's something that I'm just super confident in, but I'm not afraid to spend money. I'm 100% not afraid to spend money. My assistant will message me. She's like, we need this thing. It's going to cost this amount of money per month. I'm like, buy it. Now I'm not an idiot with my money. I've always been really good with my money. But at the same time too, like I am not afraid to spend money in order to like make things easier, get back more time or make more money. Like when I can see the correlation that like, if we do this, we'll impact more people or we'll make this system easier, then I'll spend money on it. Like it's, it's not hard for me to do that. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I tithe huge amounts of money. And sometimes like if I'm being a hundred percent honest, it's really hard for me to like sometimes write those five figure checks. I'm like, Oh, this is a lot of money. <laughs> you know, my husband has written a six figure check, um, for tithing or, or seven yeah. I don't know That's if it's awesome. seven figure six or seven figure tech. Yeah. And, and trust me, like 
that's a new level, guys. Like no matter what you do, like it's a new level to spend that amount of money. I remember I got a, a credit card bill one one time. Um, I think it was like 50 something thousand dollars. And I wanted to cry. Like I was like, fuck, that is a lot of money. It's now, a whole other level of stress. It's a whole nother level of stress. <laughs> However, but this is I this is what I will point out. I remember hearing Chris Harder talk about this. And you know, he was one of my mentors back in the day, and he got a six-figure credit card bill. And um, he said when he saw it, he kind of wanted to throw up, but he also then in the next breath was like, Oh my God, how cool is it that I could pay it? You know, I will say I have never in my life carried any type of debt besides like homes and things like that. So I was able to pay off, like I had enough money to pay that credit card bill. That's fucking so cool. All in one breath to be able to be like, I wanted to puke, but I also was able to pay it. Like, that's just cool. Like I just, I I grew up like my family didn't grow up what, what I have now. Um, you know, and whether they could, they couldn't, whether it's a money mindset situation or all the things. But, you know, one of the things that if I'm being very vulnerable, one of the things that's kind of weird is the fact that I have more probably than any person in my family. Now, cousins, you know, all of those things, who knows? I don't know everyone's financial situation, but overall, I probably have more than anyone. And that's a weird concept. And that's myself. And then also when you add on my husband, you know, we're definitely, so it's, it's weird. I, I I don't know if my parents or grandparents or brothers or anyone like that has ever made the amount of money that I just me personally make in a year. That's a weird, that's a weird fucking feeling sometimes. And it's not always a good feeling. Hmm. Why? Like, why is it not a good thing? Um, because you feel you some kind of guilt around it or what? Yeah. Like you feel like you feel like you almost want to dumb yourself down. Have you ever felt like, and maybe the audience listening has, has felt this, like there's certain situations where you're almost like, you're totally fine talking about like the things that you do and what you have and like what you're able to do in this world. And then there's other times where you almost like dumb yourself down. And sometimes I feel like it's this balancing act. And like, I'm 99% of the time, I'm most mostly like my most authentic self, but you also like show up in certain situations and feel like you have to be a little bit lesser than it's, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, no, I can identify with what you're saying. I think I, I can identify with that when it comes to marketing myself, like online or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, do you be like who you are and like, you know, like be like real and who you are, or do you like try to like make it different so you don't offend people or whatever? That's a really weird concept. And I know a lot of people are going to agree with this. I remember when I was a kid and I know that like 50 years ago or 40 years ago, when my dad was working at this golf course. None of these people listen to the podcast, so I can say this, but I remember how my dad back in the golf business, back in the day, the golf business, it was like, 
a really lucrative business because they owned all, like they got a percentage of everything. They owned the cards, they owned the shop, they owned all of the things. And my parents did very well financially. What's very well. It's all different for everyone, but they did very well. I remember how my parents kept everything a secret. Like they never told anyone that they went on vacation. They never like, they will never buy a nice car. They always acted like they were lesser at then, but there's other industries. And this was like very much the industry thing. Cause there's other industries where you have to make yourself look like you're fucking blowing and going. So people think that you're good enough. It's just this weird world that we live in. And so like, I kind of live on this, like, I never want to be, I never want to pretend like I'm more than I am, but I also don't want to dumb myself down. But then my coach gives me shit all the time because I do have a pretty amazing life. And sometimes I don't even show how awesome my life is. And she's always like, why are you fucking not showing this, this, and this when every fucking other person is like in a rented plane, in a rented car, in a, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's like this weird balance and I don't have the answers. Well, I don't know. Some of it might be because you're just living it. (laughs) You're just enjoying living it for a minute and not trying to like take on the pressure of like having to like show it to everybody. There's like a lot of pressure that comes along with that too. Like everything doesn't have to be like content. No. But it's still, you still have to do it to. But it's also like, I kind of feel like bad. Like, yes, I've, I fly on private planes and some of them were for my golf career. So that would be quote unquote business. Some of it's for my personal life. So like, I don't want to pretend that like my business provides flying on a private plane, but then fucking everyone else and their mother fucking does it. You know what I mean? Like my business can provide first class, but it can, you know, it's just this weird fucking world. Well, I think the thing, the like conversation around dumbing yourself down or like sort of like, sort of like hiding certain things that are react, you know, because of what other people, how it's going to make other people feel or other, what other people are going to think. Like, I think that's more about the other people. Totally. Cause there are going to be people that listen to this conversation and they're going to like that. I know that know me or that, that I know or whatever. And there are people that like have problems with things I post on because I do have goals. Like I do have very specific goals. I write them down. I've shared some of them, whether that was a good idea or not. I don't really know. There could be an argument made on either side of that, but there are people that have a problem with the goals that I have and like the way that I'm focused on those and driven towards those. And I could look at that and be like, man, I really probably need to tone that down because that like rubs people wrong. But the truth of the matter is, is like, that's their problem. Amen. That is their problem. And they like need to get, they either need to get over it or get over me or you or whatever. Like that's not your problem. That's not my problem. Um, totally. No. And I really agree with that. I would just hate for someone to like sign up for my coaching and be like, Oh, if I work with Christina, I'm in a hundred percent have a private plane. I'm like, bitch, no, that's not this. Like, this is not my, my business is not providing that. So like, that's kind of where I feel the rub, but I'm also, you know, 75% of me is like, you can think whatever the fuck you want to think. If you think my life is scrub, great. If you think my life's fucking amazing, great. I fucking like my life the way it is. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you you, you can't promise people with, you know, working with you that they're going to have that, but um 
the chances of them getting closer to that life is better because they make a decision to like work with somebody and like do the things. Oh, so good. Right. I mean, that's true versus like sitting, like sitting by themselves, like wishing and hoping and like not taking any action or doing anything. Totally. No, that I mean, yeah, people have to have the right expectations. Right. Um, no, that's good. Good conversation. I like it. Um, okay. And then we may have already touched on some of this. Um, so tell me if you're like, I already covered this, but like what causes, like what causes you anxiety? Oh, and how do you, how do you deal with it? Just feeling like I have so much to do. Like I feeling like there's just never a never ending list of action items to, to do. But you know what I do? Like, honestly, like I usually just set boundaries of like, at the end of the day, like, obviously, as you can tell, I kind of sound a little snotty, like at four, I think it was like four o'clock yesterday. I was like, I have a laundry list of things to do, but I'm also just going to sit here on the couch and eat popcorn and probably fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like, does that happen every day? No. But most of the days I go for a walk and I like prioritize things that are super important to me. Like my old man money games, I'm devastated this week because I can't play. But like, those are things that make my life happy. I'm never going to be like, oh man, I wish I would have taken on one more client to make an extra thousand fucking dollars rather than going to play golf with my with my buddies or spending time with Nathan or getting out for a walk or going on vacation or whatever. Like I am lucky enough that like my basic needs are very much covered to where I'm not ever thinking about like, oh, is that extra thousand dollars worth like missing out on something I love? Fuck no. The answer is a hundred percent no. So you, so, I mean, I want everybody to hear that. Like you, feel like there's a never ending list of things to do too. Totally. There's always a never, I uh, wish yeah. you could see this, but like I sticky note everything. If you saw my husband literally can't believe that this business thrives the way that it does based upon my sticky fucking notes. But yes, there's always a sticky note and there's never not going to be one. And I think the more that you grow in life, if you're a person who loves a, um, a to-do list and you like that to-do list being done, um, newsflash, you're going to feel anxiety all the fucking time because the more that you grow, the more that you have to do, that list is never going away. <laughs> no, that's true. That's good. Okay. I have a couple of like, I have a couple of like a little more personal questions. Oh, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. We've okay. got like another 10 minutes, so let's do it. Yeah. We got to like wrap it up soon, but, um, okay. It, I think it would be easy for people from the outside that don't know you, from the outside looking in, right? That know zero about Christina or anything. Um, to say, you know, the success that you experience or the life that you live, and I'm sure you've heard this. So like, I'm oh, I've heard it a thousand times. I'm, I'm sure you're one of two places, my looks or my husband. You're like, are you reading my, did you, could you see my notes? I swear to God. I no, you're right. So like people that don't know you and I know you've heard it obviously, but like, yeah, the people that are like, yeah, she's got this success because like she's attractive or she married a successful real estate developer or whatever. Like, what do you say to those people? Cause I know you've had to deal with that. Oh my God, for sure. And, and like, it does bug me. I'm not going to say that. Like I'm not human. I remember literally almost pulling out the steering wheel. This was probably like 10 years ago. And Nathan will remember it to a T I have had to deal with my worth being tied to what I do, how much money I make, how I look, 
tying it to my husband. Like, and there's still people to this day, people that I care about that always throw in that little dig about like, you couldn't have the life that you have without Nathan. I have never once fucking said I could have the life that I have without fucking Nathan. However, I also understand that I could have a pretty fucking great life without fucking Nathan. I've been with this man for like almost 20 years. I, well, 19 years, but like, I also too know how hard I work. I also know like what I have been able to accomplish by myself. So is it bothersome? Yes, but I just don't let it stop me. Yeah. I totally think you could have an amazing life too without. Oh, totally. I mean, and I think that question, um, and I asked that because I know that you've like had to have dealt with that. Oh, I've gotten it all the time. And I was just, I was curious to know, um, because like really that, even that thought or that question from other people, like it totally like takes away from like your abilities and like yeah. you know, what you've been able to accomplish on your own. But I also understand too, that like, I am super privileged. Like I get it. I am a good looking ish white woman in the United States of America. Like I have a lot more privilege than like a lot of people. But I also know, too, that only gets you in the door. Like it literally it, it gets you in the door. You still got to deliver. You still got to deliver. I remember years ago when I was doing golf events, there was two women who were like really, really, really good looking and everyone in there. And they still do golf stuff still to this day. But everyone wanted them to come and they got paid huge money, way more than me. I think I was getting like five to seven thousand for the day. These girls were getting like. 20 to 30 because of their name and how they looked and all the things. And because they became, guess what? Those chicks didn't come back the next year. They were like a one and done, not saying that they weren't fabulous, but it, they didn't deliver the product. Like I, yes, it's got me through the door. Yes. I have a great life, but also too, like, I, I trust me. I, I know my husband, if I sat on my ass and didn't do anything, we wouldn't have been together for the last 20 years. He loves my hustle. He loves my drive. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you've still got to deliver. Um, and it's important. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that you would still have an awesome, because I mean, you've, you've had a successful golf career and like, you've, you know, you've done some cool things with that and that's like on your own merit, right? Like nobody, nobody gives you that talent and nobody gives you that talent and then helps you like use it to do something cool with. I mean, you could have been a good golfer and like had a big drug problem or like just like pissed your life away right totally. so, i mean you've done something with it and i think i think it's important for people to understand um so yes it bugs me but it just doesn't let me stop me and i don't let it bother me as much anymore because like i know <laughs> you know you can say whatever the fuck you want i know and yeah. and, and honestly just to kind no, of that's confidence that that comes back around to confidence like you're totally. just confident, you i'm know? super confident and here's the thing too I actually know some really amazing women who will straight up tell you that they're hundred percent gold diggers and they love their life so much. Like there's a woman, she'll never hear this, but she was at it. She's at a golf tournament I go to and like hundred percent, she will fucking tell you she's married to like an 80 year old and she's got money, 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 money. And it's like, she knows exactly what she's fucking doing. Hey, no shade. It's your fucking life. Live it. <laughs> Like no shade. I'm like, you have a fucking amazing life. You have to sleep with an 80 year old man, but fuck whatever. That's your deal. Oh my God. Like, no shade. I don't give a shit. Oh man. Okay. Last one. Okay, cool. Um, why, 
why did you guys, why have y'all decided not to have kids? Yeah. It's, I've just never wanted to have kids. That's a great question. And like, I'm glad that honestly, like I always preference, we don't have kids on purpose because, um, most people my age obviously have children. Most people in our situation would have children. Um, I, uh, Most people who don't, perhaps in my age, most people assume that you can't. Um, So I always kind of want to throw it out there to make people feel like not uncomfortable. It's more for them than for me, um, because that is just like such a sticky subject. Um, It was just, I've never wanted children. I like kids, but one thing that I want to leave everyone, if you don't have children, you 100% can leave your like impact in this world without leaving your DNA. For the women who don't want to have children that feel bad about it, like I never want someone to feel bad about that because there's a lot of shame around not having kids or not getting married and doing all those things. Like I yeah. have always been the person who's like, if you're supposed to do it, I kind of want to do the opposite. Like I'm a fucking rule breaker in a lot of regards. Mm-hmm. But it's like I remember talking about it when I was like 10 years old. And I was like, nope, never want to have kids. And then back then everyone and still even kind of I'm obviously I'm getting to the point you I'm old enough that like almost can't have kids but um I remember everyone always told me well you'll change your mind you'll change your mind guys I'm gonna be 40 in a month not even like two weeks and I haven't changed my mind my husband had had been on the fence but he was never wanting to get married um that's a whole nother story but um now he's obviously happy that he did. I'll let him say it. But um, yeah, we've just, we are like a couple of years into our relationship. We just, he, I always, he always knew how I felt. And every year we were like, okay, you good? You good? Okay, cool. Let's revisit it next year. You good? You good? Let's revisit it next year. And then like 10, 12 years in, we're like, oh, thank gosh we didn't. And it's, I'm still, I a hundred percent stand by my decision. Yeah. Now I think that's cool. I think that's just like a matter of, of knowing yourself and knowing like what you want out of life and what's important. And I think there's so many, and I mean, this, this is, this is true and applies to so many things like, you know, whether to start this business or stay in this corporate career or whatever, it's just like, know what you want and don't let societal norms, quote unquote, or culture, like pressure you to do things that you don't want to do that don't like resonate with you. Oh my gosh, that's the perfect time to end this podcast because it's just deciding it's your turn. It's, it's deciding, right? It's, it's like deciding. being confident in your decision. Yes. Own it. Yeah. Fucking yeah. own it. Whatever you want to do, just fucking own it. Because at the end of your life, the only person you're going to have to look at is, you know, if you believe in God, God or yourself. And don't deviate on yourself. Be true to yourself, man. There's something to that. So thank you so much. Where can everyone find you, John? Oh, so they can find me on the Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active. So I am at, I am John Mitchell. So J-O-N-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. And then Zeteo Coffee, Z-E-T-E-O-C-O-F-F-E-E. Both of those spots on, on Instagram is where I'm the most active. Awesome. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. You guys, please be sure to share this. Go follow John and don't ever forget you can decide it's your turn.
Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.